Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Balanced Chaos Podcast. This week, we are bringing yoga to the people. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Thank you. We are. So we both reference yoga so much in our previous podcasts that we thought it was important for people who don't have a yoga background or haven't done yoga or maybe you've only tiptoed in. Yeah. We want to give you like kind of a full breakdown of what yoga is and why it's not just stretching. Yes. Why it's so important to both of us in our spiritual practice. Yes. And why you should pick it up. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, if we can convince you by the end of this podcast to try yoga, we would be... So happy. Yes. Fulfilled. Life it's, goals achieved. Yes. <laughs> so I will say that I had tiptoed into yoga mm-hmm. for a lot of years. Like I would go take a class here and there, but was never deep into it. Really until our friendship blossomed. That's really when I... Sometimes. <laughs> that's really when I got into it. I mean, there were months where I just watched you at class because I needed help. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I was always drawn to yoga. There was just something that like pulled me in, but, and there's been different times that I've fallen away from it. And, but I think knowing after like doing teacher training for yoga and realizing what yoga is all about, that it's not just about the stretches. I think yoga is always been there, even if I wasn't doing a physical practice. Right. Okay. No, I so. think that's wonderful. And it wasn't until I got into the teaching teacher training of yoga that I realized like, oh, this is more than just a gym thing. Yeah. It's more than just my just, gym class. Yeah. It's not just a workout. Yeah. Because I think there's, I think there's two schools of thought. If you haven't gotten into yoga, there's this, there's where you want to start yoga because you want to be fit and want a yoga body quote unquote, whatever that might mean. Or you're like, I'm not flexible. I'm not stretching. That's terrible. And I'm never doing it. Right. So that, those are kind of like, if you don't know the whole umbrella of what yoga is, I think that's where people, what people think of yeah. like, oh, that's for the flexible people. Or I want to do it because I want a really good workout. Yeah. Or the opposite. People are like, I don't want to go stretch for an hour. If I'm going to work out, I'm going to work out hard. Yeah. I'm going to punch a punching bag or Oh, yeah. Box. Like, that's too easy. Yeah. It's not, not easy. Not easy. No. <laughs> I'm so sore today from my yoga practices. Anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. First, I want to start by what the word yoga means in Sanskrit, which is like the language of yoga. Yeah. So if you don't know what Sanskrit is, um, we speak it fluently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um it is like the original language of yoga. If if you see any yogi with a like hieroglyphically looking tattoo, it's probably in Sanskrit. I definitely had a moment where I wanted to get one. I didn't. <laughs> probably, you still can. I still can. I think I'm good now. I think that moment passed. Um, but yeah. So so the word yoga means to unite. It, it actually means yoke, but yeah. to unite. Yes, yoke translated. To unite. In normal, <laughs> normal, non-ancient terms, to unite. And this is a big, like, aha for you, right? Yes. Well, because it really does, especially, okay, because I started a little bit backwards. I think a lot of people start yoga for the gym thing, and then that brings them to spirituality. Yes. I actually started somewhat spiritual and then was brought to yoga. Mm. So it's a little bit backwards. So when so I... So your ahas are maybe different than other people's ahas when yes. they're having... Yoga yes. experience. <laughs> Very much <Just> so. <laughs> <laughs> but when I figured that out, I'm like, wow, it really does. Like the, all the poses and the movements of yoga are to connect mind, body, and soul. Which is really beautiful, right? Like that you can have this physical practice 
that is uniting your mind, body, and soul. And I will say too, like originally people practiced yoga to meditate. Yes. They sat, they did all the poses so they could sit for long periods of time in meditation, which I was like, what? What? No. No, but it really does. But it makes sense. Holding poses and getting into these hard poses and structures Mm -hmm. with your body makes you be completely present. Yes. You can't think about anything else. Yeah. Or you're thinking about how your body's being pushed to this limit. So that is where the presence or meditation (laughs) comes in. Yeah. And I also, I think one of the biggest things about yoga is it teaches you what your mind is doing all the time. Yes. Like you're able to kind of see see what's happening in there and see these patterns that you're creating for yourself all the time. You see it on the mat and then you realize you become more aware of it. So you're able to like notice it in your real everyday life. Yes. Agreed. So let's start with just the different types of yoga and what that might mean. Because yes. I think a lot of us think too, especially if you've never done yoga, you've heard maybe people talk about hot yoga and you're like, nope, not for me. Not going I in a hot class. Heat. heat is terrible, which I mean, you don't have to do hot yoga. Yeah. There's not, that is not a thing that is like a mandatory. Hot yoga is a relatively new thing. I mean, it did start in India, so it probably was a little hot. But <laughs> yeah, well, where they started doing yoga naturally was a hot environment, mm-hmm. but they weren't heating up a room. They were just doing yoga outside where it was already 100 degrees and humid. Right. So first thing, you don't have to do hot yoga to do hot yoga or to do yoga. yoga. If you do hot yoga, you have to do hot yoga. <laughs> yoga can be in any temperature and there's studios all over. I mean, we're in Las Vegas, all yeah. over our town, but in a lot of towns that offer both. Yeah. It does not have to be hot. And please don't think that that's the end all be all of yoga. So, um, yeah. So yoga is a big term for a lot of different Practices. Yeah, practices. I mean, I don't even want to call it an exercise because it is a practice. It's You're coming every day. And I love that it's a word practice because you never get to this final end result, which is also what I think is really cool about it. Like, you're not like, okay, when I do this, then I'm going to be the ultimate yogi. It's much like the spiritual path. You're never done. It's a spiral. You're never finished with your school of yoga. We're all students of spirituality. And yoga forever. Like once you start the journey, you're just continuing to grow with it, but you're never finished. Yeah. So I think it's important to to note before we even go into the different types of yoga that there are seven different limbs of yoga. So the physical practice is called an asana. That's that Sanskrit stuff again. (laughs) It's called an asana. And um, that is, those are the poses, but that is one of many different types. This is yoga for the people, not yoga for the yogi. So we're not going to go into all the different things, but I just think it's important to note that there are so many limbs. Yeah. And so if you're interested in the limbs, we encourage you to d- dig deeper, look them up. Yeah. But we're going to start with the basic, which is what we're all used to seeing, which is yoga with poses. Yoga with poses, the asanas. So when you're looking at a yoga studio or at your local gym, there's going to be a, a few different types listed normally. There's two really main divisions, which would be a more powerful, um, strength driven class. And one that's a little more relaxing, stretching, restorative type class. Gentle. Yeah. Yeah, Gentle. So these can be called a lot of different things. Um, cause depending on your gym, your studio, your branding, (laughs) the branding, the branding, there's a lot of branding. Um, but we're just going to kind of cover them, cover a few of the major ones that you'll see or where they're derived from. Right. 
So let's start with then vinyasa. Vinyasa. So this is probably the most common name that you'll see for like a hot, uh, it could be a hot class. It could be just a regular class, but it's going to be a strength class. You're usually going to be doing stronger poses, holding things. You will do standing and seated poses. This is your workout. Like if you're going for a workout, this is when it's, it's not just stretching. (laughs) It's not just stretching. It's a lot of strength. It's a lot of push-ups usually. Mm -hmm. So vinyasa is actually going from a plank position to a chaturanga, which is like a low push-up, and then to downward dog, which is hard work. Like Doing those over and over again? Over <laughs> and over. So basically, if you see a vinyasa class, you're going to be doing that a few times. It's a workout. Least. It's yes. a workout. And holding all sorts of different poses. So this is like a, a yang or a yang type class. So if you're thinking about yin and yang. This is the energy building class. Yeah. So more, the more masculine energy. Yes. If we're talking masculine feminine energy. Um, which, so then the word ashtanga. So if you see ashtanga, ashtanga is where vinyasa comes from. Ashtanga is, um, a set practice. There's three different series. They're pretty long. You can find some really, um, I don't, I guess I want to say like purist ashtanga classes that follow the exact method that developed in Mysore. They, the people who teach it, they went and trained there. And then there's ashtanga classes that are more trimmed down to our kind of, you know, our class. So would that be if a gym says a flow? So a flow would be more of a vinyasa. Okay. So then what would we see it at a gym for ashtanga? Would it just say ashtanga? It would, it would usually say ashtanga. Okay. But just know like it's probably, if it's an hour long, an ashtanga class is an hour and a half to two hours. Okay. So like it's, a, it's a long, it's you're a, dedicated to you your are practice in, that day. And like I know people who practice this and they practice it every day and it's it's very much like a... Okay. Set sequence is set, pretty... Set sequence. So every day you're seeing improvement, which I think a lot of people really like a set sequence. You, you kind of go one or the other. Like you like a set sequence, so you know that you're improving and moving on. You see So I want to explain what a set sequence oh. is. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, somebody, <laughs> somebody who's never done yoga, a set sequence is a pattern of movements mm-hmm. that are always the same. So you start, like, let's just say very basic. You start with your downward dog, you end in your downward dog, and it's, it doesn't change. Yeah. So every time you come to class, it's you can gonna expect be the same. to do the same poses in the same routine mm-hmm. in the same order. Whereas a vinyasa class is going to have more variation. Yeah. So vinyasa, that's when if you have a teacher you like because they can build in what they want. So like yeah. maybe today is a class all about twisting or yeah. a class that's really lower body based. Yeah. So if you have a Peloton and you're doing yoga on that app, you're doing some, vin- vinyasa. some sort of a vinyasa. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about then Bikram. Yeah, so Bikram, I think that's a yoga that was everywhere for yes. a while. I mean, you don't see the name anymore as, as <laughs> much. If you might have watched the documentary. Yes. We're not going to go into that. No. <laughs> Different topic, but B- Bikram, but, it, that's a guy's last name. Yeah, it's it, it's a man. Yeah. And this is also a set series of poses. And he, this kind of a class, I think, brought hot yoga to the center the masses. stage. Yeah. Yes. Like, everybody... I think a lot of people who are into yoga have at least tried, and maybe if you weren't, your friend dragged you to a Bikram class and you cried in the corner. It, I mean, it's intense. intense. And they were very strict instructors. Structured, even if you were a newbie. It was like, yeah. this is how Bikram is ran. Yeah, so very, very strict. That was almost a, more of a culture. Yes. Like yeah. a culture of yoga. Yeah, and I think 
I'm also going to say, if you tried Bikram and you didn't like it, please try something else. Yeah, try something else, because that does not define all yogas out there. No, no. And then there's another um, yoga based off of a person, which is Iyengar. I hope I'm not saying it incorrectly. Um, This is something I haven't practiced a ton of, but it's very alignment-based. There is a book. I've read some of the book. It's actually really great. Um, But, yeah, so this is more alignment-based, really about, like, where things are in your body. Um, And then the last one that's – it's kind of in the realm of – Spirit. It's, yeah, it's, it's more spiritual. So it's kundalini, and that's all about, it's like half spiritual, half movement. Movement. So I will say, I went to a kundalini class after doing regular yoga <laughs> classes. It was the least workout-y, I yeah, guess. Like, yeah. you sit for a long time, and you do a lot of breath stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, moving your energy around. So kundalini is a type of energy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think is the easiest way to describe it. Is. It is. So kundalini energy is... is is bigger than your life force energy. Yes. And it's wrapped in the base of your spine. So you're trying to release this powerhouse of energy yes. through these breaths and movements. Yeah. And they teach a lot of like yoga theory almost in some classes, not necessarily all, but it kind of follows, I don't know, like there's like a calendar that it follows. And anyway, very interesting. Once again, I don't, it's not something I'm trained in, so I don't know a ton about it, but it, but it's a little more, if you're afraid of the like pose pose, but the spiritual part sounds appealing for, to you, then maybe start, start there. Yeah. Um, uh, well, let's talk about though, like a yin class. Okay. We can talk about that. Yes. So, so we're kind of, Kundalini brings us back to something a little more mellow and yin. So we talked about the yang, the more, the up, the producing energy yin is going to kind of mellow you out calm yin is sorry my stomach's growling (laughs) yin is also where we get like um like releasing stored stuff in your fascia and healing yes so if you are someone who likes a hot yoga class a lot of times a yin class is way more challenging i know it was for me the first times i did it because i was very fast paced. Yeah, fast paced. And I was like, oh, I just have to sit here. You're holding poses between three and five minutes and getting into the fascia. So that old stored emotion. So things are coming up and you're supposed to just stay there and you really see yourself. A lot of people <laughs> cry in yin. Yeah. It's a very like when they're doing hip openers, you cry and release some of that stored emotion because you're holding that pose for so long that it has a chance to get out of the body. Which is really beautiful. It is. It's so, it's one of my favorite practices now, but. I had, it was a time that I wasn't letting emotion out. So I think it was super, super challenging to sit in those. No, that makes sense. And a yin is good too if you're an athlete and you do kind of burn the candle at both ends with your workouts. Yin is good to go give your muscles a nice long stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're in there. And also, if you're trying, if you are like a, a yogi that likes a lot of strength, but you're trying to get to different parts of your poses, like you're trying to, you know, move further in your practice to reach your full split. Yeah. Go to a yin class because that's actually going to get you somewhere further faster than doing more strength. Yes. And so if you're looking at a gym and you're looking for yin, it might also be labeled a restorative class. Yeah. So restorative, technically restorative would have more props. Okay. Um, So you might have bolsters that you're laying on. Some yin classes will have it, but some yin like will just have nothing. And if you're just kind of easing your way into it, you might want to check out a restorative class first because it's real cozy. It's like a (laughs) nap with all your things and it's really nice. 
Balance doesn't just take place in the home. It's important to have a healthy work environment to produce great results. Because of this, we are now offering Wellness in the Workplace to our followers. This program includes learning the best ways to communicate with each other's energy for an optimal work environment, manifesting tools to improve sales, profits, money management, and mindset around money, group breathwork and stretching to reduce stress, improve health, wellness, and mental clarity. For inquiries, message us on Balance Chaos LV on Instagram. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, those are the different types kind of explained. We encourage you, if you've never done yoga, take a vinyasa and take a yin and see which one feels good to you. Yeah, because you might need one more than the other, depending on where you are today, right yeah. now in your life. And also take a heated class and take a non-heated class. Mm-hmm. See what you like. I honestly love both. I like Same. heated sometimes when I really want a good stretch. At other times, I'm like, you know, I don't feel like putting my body through that, but I want to still move. Yeah. So. Yeah, it doesn't... For a long time, I think for me, I I like to, this is what I like and this is what I'm doing. And I think the the older and wiser I've gotten, the more I've like opened myself up to different things suit me at different times and being okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, so that's our those, that, those are the types. That's just the types. So we got a lot to cover now. <laughs> so yoga, because it, it is to unite, it is a mind-body-soul connection. So let's go over first the mind, how yoga affects the mind. Okay, so when I took yoga training, one of the first quotes it's from the Yoga Sutra that was said to me is, yoga calms the sens- the sens- I can't say it. You've got it. Yoga calms the cessations, that is a really hard word, of the mind. Yes. Okay, so what that means, if you don't know. <laughs> cessation spelled with a C-E-S-S-A-T-I-O-N. We had to look it up. Okay, so what it basically means is it, Chills your mind out. It does. It stops you from all of those mindless worries, um, overthinking. It Going puts, down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. It puts you to the right here, right now. Yes. Completely present. And that is what I notice about yoga is that like, ooh, if I'm doing this, this is what I'm doing. So I'm not thinking about my grocery list or about yesterday or what happened yes. with my friends. Which is so beautiful, right? It's like, it's just really great to I love going to do yoga because I stop worrying about all the other mm-hmm. things it's that is what it's really good like if you are somebody who's very anxious yoga can become a beautiful ritual just to take that hour to yourself to not think about all the things you always think about yeah and I mean sometimes you're not thinking about them because you're holding a pose and it doesn't feel good but <laughs> that that's also I think for the in this mind realm what yoga has helped me with is being a more patient person and like stepping back and seeing a situation rather than reacting. Absolutely. Because, it takes, mm-hmm. yeah, because your practice is all about staying with things that are happening in your body that might be uncomfortable and just knowing that it's not for forever. That is so true. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes that yoga teachers will say that I've heard often is, if you can do this hard thing on the mat, you're going to be able to do hard things in life. You're going to be able to take it there. Because if you yeah. know you can hold this pose and kind of combat your mind when it tells you, no, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, get out, move, go. Yes, because it's uncomfortable. But you sit through the discomfort and you accomplish, you know, holding that pose for that long. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now I know that I'm sh- my body is stronger than my mind says it is. Yeah. Wow. Yes. It, Thank like, you. It that I am really writing good. a book on yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just... It puts you in a place that you just really see yourself. You see yourself in a different way, and you realize so that you're capable of so much more than you're telling yourself you are. Yes. Oh, 
Yes. I want to tap you. No, Thank you. Good job. You're a one-upper, but you're really, really good at it. <laughs> um, yeah, I always love, like, I've heard a lot in classes, too, like, this is for when you're sitting in traffic and you can't go and you're late. And it's so true because those moments where you want to be honking on your horn or, like, why is this happening to me? Instead of, like, it's not happening to you. It's just happening. Yes, it's just there. So it brings your awareness back to the whole rather than the singular. Yeah. And I will say it helps you meditate because then you've learned how to chill your mind out or you've learned to see your thoughts and not follow them, not react to them. Yes. Like not attaching yourself to it. Just like, oh, I'm thinking that this is hard. Cool. That was just a thought. It's not who I am. Yeah. So (laughs) that's the mind sector of yoga. Next, your body. Yeah, your body. So body, I mean, there's the obvious reasons of like toning and tightening. Yes. Um, also I couldn't touch my toes when I started doing yoga. I couldn't touch my toes. I couldn't touch my shins. I couldn't touch my ankles. Like forget it. So it brings in flexibility to the body. Yeah. Um, it's funny because it brings flexibility to the mind too. Um, Flexible everywhere. (laughs) Yes. Um, it is really great for rehab because it increases, like you do these holds and releases that increase blood flow to certain body parts. Yeah. So especially we talked about, um, yin getting into your fascia. A lot of yin poses, you'll kind of like lock up a certain area, so you're stopping the blood flow, and then you release it, and it's like, and it helps to heal whatever's going on in that. Um, I feel like it really helped me with knee issues that I've had. I've heard multiple stories from people who have had health body issues, and then you work through. And I think it's also because you're working through your... Emotional stuff, too, Mm -hmm. inadvertently. But it also, like, back stuff, a lot of back pressure. Yes. Not to say that yoga won't make you sore. You might have some soreness. Yes. But that soreness is, like, the good feeling. But it will heal actual pain. And I love... Um, you're only as young as your spine. Yeah. And I think that that's so true. And when you're in yoga, you're moving your spine all around. and It brings blood flow to the spine. Mm-hmm. Releasing all that stuck stuff and stopping you from sitting like we are right now, like yes, leaning hunched forward, over. <laughs> hunched over at a desk or this, like moving your back in a different way um, than you are normally. I also think it just helps you to get to know your body. Yeah, like to figure out how to connect with, so, you know, you're not... <laughs> Yeah. in your limbs everywhere. Yeah. I said when we were talking about this episode, I said when I was a kid, I don't think I knew what my arms were doing. Like my mind didn't know. I was a little bit clumsy and um, I don't think I realized where my core was till I was in my 20s because of doing yoga. Like I'm like, oh, those are like when you're doing sit-ups, you're supposed to like pull the, ah. Yeah. I, it I does like, bring awareness why? to certain Yeah. Parts. Like why, why are people getting sore from this sit-up thing? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing them right. Yeah. <laughs> No, that. It also cleanses your lymphatic system and then as well as digestion. There's certain poses that... Oh, yeah. Like get into your intestines. Like they say with, with babies, like if your baby has gas, like to pull the knees up, you're doing that as an adult. Like yeah. You still, if you have gas, pull your knees up to your armpit. Right. And you feel way better. <laughs> You'll get all of that out. It's okay uh, to fart. <laughs> <laughs> My socks say that right now. Um, I get some really good gifts. <laughs> Uh, I had to. Okay. Uh, anyway, and also, it what is the last thing we want to it, say? Well, it cleanses and balances the chakras, so your energy body yes. as well. Yoga is really great for opening up the energy in your body. Yeah, so that's why we're talking about it. Because it does. it is a facet or a part of energy healing. It yeah. heals the energy. And it's, it's one of the things that, you know, I think we both 
if we step onto the mat with an intention of what we want our practice to bring to us, putting that intention in there and getting that um, chakra cleansing is wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always feel like a brand new person. When I, I do step too. Off the mat, I'm like, "Hey, day, I'm ready for you." Well, one time you spoke to me because at the end of yoga, there's a very important part, shavasana. Shavasana, which is like the corpse pose yes. where you're just laying there, and a lot of people are like, "I can't lay here that long." But what that does, it incorporates everything that you just did into your body. Right. So it's like your reboot. Like yeah. the, you need it. And one time, Kristen said to me, "I love at the end of yoga, I tingle." Yeah. In my Vinyasa, or in my shavasana. shavasana. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, but now I've noticed, I'm like, oh, wow, I did come in here. I was feeling a little anxious, and I focused on my root chakra. Mm-hmm. And now I can feel that, that the energy moving there. Yes. I feel like shavasana is one of the first places, like before I even knew about all this stuff, where I could feel my energy. And also, like I remember taking a class in Halston was with me, and I could feel his next to me. And that was a really cool thing. But I think because it's... Uniting your mind, body, and spirit, it opens that awareness, up. yeah, yeah, that you and might like, not have been in tune with because it slows you down. So go to yoga to feel your own energy. <laughs> so next, let's look at how yoga affects the soul. So, like we just talked about with Shavasana, <laughs> that you start to to feel things. I also think it just opens you up to these like aha moments, even if you're not aware of your intuition. You're this. Maybe you don't know that you're getting those, but you're you're laying on the mat or you're in a pose and you're like, I really love doing this. Or I should, you get an answer to something. Clarity. Yes. Clarity. Thank you. It like, does provide that. Um, where I don't think a lot of people are, it's like we've talked about in previous podcasts or you said, like in the shower. Yeah. Because in the shower, you're present, right? Mm-hmm. In yoga, you are too. So you get those little hits or nuggets. Of yeah. Where you're like, <gasps> Intuition and people think they're disconnected from their intuition, and it's like, no, you're not disconnected, you're just not listening. That's, I mean, that's huge, yeah. And I think this provides a space, it provides a space for you to, to listen to it and to not overthink it because you're calming the, those things yes. with your mind. I'm, I'm gonna do it, again. I'm gonna talk about my past life regression. Do it, <laughs> okay. do it. So, I will say, I obviously I work in the spirit realm, and you know, I am a medium, so I channel, I do different things for people in my daily life regularly. But I've noticed I do yoga for myself to balance myself. It's like the way to give back to myself after moving everybody's energy. Yeah. And I was just telling Kristen the other day, and I'm doing a lot of yoga right now through a training, but the other day I was doing yoga and I had a full past life (laughs) regression, which if you don't know what that is, I just get hit sometimes for like different past lives and what's been brought into this life. And it was magical. To the point where it was like, I had this memory that wasn't from this life. It was clearly from a different life. But then one of my guides that I've known and been in touch with started talking to me. And he told me, he related back that he, I died in that life at 14. And he, I died because I wasn't following my intuition. I was somewhere I shouldn't have been. And so follow your intuition, guys. (laughs) I was killed for that. And my guide was like, oh, that's why we're connecting this life. I was your father in that life. And it was actually really beautiful and mind blowing. But this all happened <laughs> during a yoga flow, and I literally like turned when I was done, like to look at the people next to me, like, "Wow, did they just have an experience like that?" <laughs> Which I'm not saying that all of a sudden you're going to have a full past life regression if you do yoga, but if you are mindful about it and doing a regular practice, your third eye will start to open, which is our chakra for intuition, yes, connection, and your crown, which connects to your spirit guides and the spiritual realm, and you can get these things too. You just have to yeah. listen. Yeah, you have to be open to it and you have to listen. And But I, I think going on a yoga path is what opens a lot of people up 
to Two. it. Yeah. Um, it starts out as an exercise and then it moves into something else. But if you're the opposite, if you're on this spiritual path, yoga opens up you up even more. A, it gives you that space. It gives it's a you, deeper connection. Yeah. I just feel like you realize that it's more than just right now and just this life or this plane. Mm-hmm. There's like, uh, there's a whole bunch more out there. There's so much. Like everything's bigger than just right now. And once you feel that and realize that, it just frees you up from so much of this. You're a lot less worried about yeah. dinner. Yeah. The, those like <laughs> incessant worries. Cause you're like, whatever, this is where I am. That's right now, small today. in comparison to the grand scheme mm-hmm. of the universe and yeah. everything. And one thing I think that we should say with all this yoga stuff is how much it connects you to your breath. Yeah. Oh, and very important. I can't believe we missed that this I, far. I, <laughs> so, um, in yoga, like the breathing part is called your, your pranayama, which prana is your like life force energy. Yes. And in yoga, the whole time you're concentrating on your breathing and your teacher will constantly remind you, like, are you breathing? Check in with your breath. You're connecting breath to movement. Mm -hmm. And even if you're doing yin and you're just breathing regularly, you're noticing your breath. You're feeling it go into your body. You're trying to send it to those areas that have a lot of sensation. So all this talk of us being like, and then breathe. If you're like, I'm breathing, I'm freaking breathing. I don't know what they're really talking about. This will actually bring it into your body in a different way. It's true. Full circle. And breath is the gentlest way to move energy. So a lot of times if we are blocked or we're having a lot of limiting beliefs or just like life doesn't feel good and you realize like, okay, I must be blocked somewhere because I'm attracting a lot of negative stuff. Breath moves, removes those blocks. Yeah. And so yoga gives you a time to go in for an hour, move and breathe. And you start to balance your own energy and raise your physical vibration to attract better. And I also think on just a health standpoint, it teaches you a lot of us aren't breathing properly right like shallow breathers yeah you're breathing just in your chest you're not down in your belly and you might be like what are they talking about and I remember a teacher saying one time that you'll expand your lung capacity and I was like what and it's true like I can breathe so much long I don't even know how I first was breathing when I started doing yoga but I can breathe so much deeper so much longer like hold breath all of this and it's just really well, that and that, think about that too. When we're in pain, we need to breathe. Mm-hmm. And a lot of advanced yogis and monks, literally, I mean, this is like a deep, but like can have surgery without anesthesia. Yeah. Or is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's they can breathe through it. So we're not telling you to have surgery without that, but like the controlling your breath helps control your mind. Yeah, it is like it's your life force energy. You can't breathe without, or you can't live without breathing. Right. And, and people who hold their breath. Science does prove that mouth breathers and people who hold mm-hmm. their breath live shorter lives. Yeah, I mean. Because <laughs> right your stress there. levels don't have a chance to regulate and your stress hormones get amplified. Yeah, so it's all like your breath can bring you back down. And yeah, it's one of the most beautiful parts of practice, I think. I agree. So. Yeah. So. That's yoga. We encourage you guys to do <laughs> yoga. We thought it was important because we bring it up so much to talk about our love of yoga and how it plays into spirituality. Yes. And like why it has such a place in energy work, in. Mindfulness. In life. Yeah. No. And it really does. So try it. Even if you do a little sequence, like YouTube has some great little 10 minute sequences. Totally. If you are worried about going into a whole hour class knowing nothing, start small. Just start. Yeah. Playing it at home, 10 minutes here, then build it to 20 minutes. And then 
Go take a class somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, you do not have to be flexible, be a yogi, be strong to take your first yoga classes. Yes, and if you are interested in trying, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Shameless plug. We both offer private yoga sessions too. So we encourage you to reach out to us and we'll get you on a path. Yes, and improve your life and connect your mind, body. And soul. (laughs) (laughs) And breathe. And breathe. Um, Yeah. Do we want to do any sort of journaling? I think I would just encourage you guys to... What if we challenge them? Oh, okay. 10 minutes of yoga, Mm -hmm. five days this week or whatever week you choose, and see if you feel different. And then tell us. Yes. Give us a message on Instagram and let us know that you did the yoga challenge. All right. Have a beautiful day. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.